Dear friends in Christ, during these weeks in September and soon to be October, we have been looking at the five main purposes of the church, why we are here. Two weeks ago, we looked at the importance of being part of an authentic community in Christ. It's important, you see, to be a part of a community of faith where we can personally experience Christian love and encouragement and and purpose and support. All those things we need, all of us, from day to day. And then last week, we talked about the second main purpose of the church is uh, is to have worship times. But we decided, as we talked about that, that worship involves much more than just this hour or two on Sunday morning. It really involves every breath that we take. Worship touches all aspects of our lives all seven days of the week. But on Sunday, we talk about worship, and we experience worship as a body, but we can worship in other ways during the week. Now today, we want to look at the third purpose of the church, and that is to help us grow in our relationship with Christ. Now, All five of these purposes we find examples of in the early church in the second chapter of the book of Acts. And in verse 42 of that chapter, we learn about the important habit that they adopted. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It was teaching and preaching and so on. Those early leaders of the church wanted to help people understand what growth in Christ was all about. They did this because they all wanted to grow together as a community of faith. You know, you think about growing. As the little kids said, too, there's lots of things that we can do to, to, to grow and be healthy and stronger. Chances are when, when you were little... Your parents had a special place on the inside of a door frame or a closet or whatever where you measured, you could have your height measured every so often. And I remember at least how excited I was when I saw that I was all of a sudden taller than that last mark there on the edge of the door and I was getting bigger and taller and it was an exciting time. Well, you feel a little bit of that excitement today in our lesson, 1 John 2, where the Apostle John commends the young folks there that he is writing to for their spiritual growth. He says, I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. He was seeing growth in those people that he was writing to. On the one hand, some had just become Christians, and he was thankful for that. On the other hand, he saw people that had been Christians for many, many years and were gaining much wisdom in the Lord and were growing in the way that they served the Lord, and he was thankful for that as well. And in the same way, we as pastors are so thankful for each of you wherever your journey is in the Lord today. Some of you are new to Christ. Others have served the Lord throughout your entire life. And wherever we are in that process of Christian growth, 
We're thankful for what the Spirit is doing. And we want to encourage you to continue to grow in your faith. You see, life is about growth. And spiritual life is about spiritual growth. We get a sense of that in the words of the author of Colossians, where he says in chapter 2, So then, just as you have received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. When you look at those words, you see a tree analogy there, don't you? We're to put our roots down very deep so that the, when the winds of, and the storms of life come, we're not going to be tipping over because we're going to be strong and mature in our faith. Trees grow until the day they die. Humans are called to do the same. Only some of us may tend to die or start dying on the inside before we die on the outside. What do I mean by that? Well, you can tell if someone's starting to die on the inside, there are three signs. They stop learning, they stop maturing, they stop caring. And hopefully, that doesn't describe anybody here. You know, you can tell when a person... uh, stops learning because they're never talking about something new that they they read or saw on TV or experienced, and they're not excited about life. They're satisfied with just thinking about the old days. And you can tell when a person has stopped maturing because their character doesn't change or improve. They're not becoming more thoughtful and more patient and more loving. They're just, again, looking back at their life before. You can tell when a person stops caring because they don't care about anything. They don't care about the needs of our world. They don't care about starving people. They don't care about people that are in the midst of war. They think only of themselves. People, like I've been describing here, are not growing in any way and certainly not in their spiritual life either. So life generally, if we're not Growing, we're dying. Birds grow, bees grow, plants grow. The problem is some other things grow too, viruses and germs. And, and really all of life, everything that's living, grows. Over the last years, most of us have learned that we need to keep growing in our occupational uh, learning too, if we're going to keep current, because... Those who aren't keeping current or growing in their job skills sometimes are let go because their employer sees that they're not interested in moving ahead, in growing, in learning about new things. Every computer application you own, whether it's Mac or PC, gets an update every few months or a few years, and you have to learn how to use those new features or risk falling behind. Life is about growing, and we are challenged to keep growing until the day we die. My dad and stepmother were here last weekend, and my dad spoke a little bit at the adult class downstairs. And he was telling me when we were visiting that uh, he's continuing to work two days a week at age 88. 
serving as a volunteer hospital chaplain, and he, he was all excited because he said, I'm learning some new techniques about visiting people in the hospital, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And I thought, boy, after visiting, I think he said 12,000 people over the last 25 years doing this, he should know it all. But he was excited about learning new ways to minister the gospel to people that are in bed in the hospital. And that made an impression on me. And it made me think, am I growing? Am I learning? Am I uh, asking the Holy Spirit to give me more wisdom? So, life is all about growing. But secondly, growing is about transformation. We see these words in Romans 12, the second verse. Paul says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not be conformed, but be transformed, Paul says. Yes, life is about growing, and growing is about transformation. It's about moving from from something we're not to something that we should be. To be transformed, you see, is to be changed. And the goal of our growth is indeed to be changed, to, to think and to act like Jesus did, like he would want us to think and act. Well, what was Jesus like, we ask? Well, Jesus was a man on a mission. He thought like one sent from God, and he acted like a servant 24-7. That's a good description of what our lives can be like if we're growing in him. We're starting to act more like Jesus as the years go by. So you and I need to be renewed again and again in our spiritual relationship with Christ and in that renewing, there is growth. You know, when, when you grow as a football player, you're learning to, to run better and tackle better and so on. And when you grow as a Christian, you learn to be- believe in a stronger way and to, to hope in a stronger way and to, to love better. And the list goes on and on. People can tell if we're growing in the Lord or if we're just the type of Christian that was 20, 30 years ago. As you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, as Paul says, you believe less what the world thinks. I get a bang out of these afternoon talk shows, and some of you I know look at those, and they can be fun to look at, but I hope that your beliefs don't come from these philosophies of of the world, but that you grow and learn and believe more about what God says in his word. As you grow, I hope that you'll be less of a taker and more of a giver. I hope that your life becomes less about you and more about God and what he's calling you to do. Now, none of these things happen overnight. It's a process, an ongoing process. And that's why Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not, he didn't say, you will be renewed. And that's it. He says, transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a, it's a process, not a one-time take-all deal. So what you see and you hear and you do today will help you in that process of transformation 
for the days and the weeks and the years to come. We just need to take a step at a time. Just like when a child learns to walk, it's one step at a time. And before we know it, they're running around the house. The more steps you take spiritually, the more progress you will make. Your goal for spiritual growth, then, is to commit yourself to that process and ask the Lord to help you one step at a time to see some new things that you hadn't seen before. Christians have discovered that there are certain habits, if practiced faithfully and repeatedly over time, will lead to spiritual transformation. We learned last week that um, the most fundamental of these habits is weekly worship. You see, coming to church every week resets our mental and spiritual clock by reminding us of what is important. And if we don't come and worship, we start getting into the ruts of the world. But here we're reminded of what really is important in our lives. And the second most fundamental thing we can do is is daily get into the Word of God. It's a good habit. You know, we have a lot of bad habits. But that's such a good habit. To worship every week, to read the Bible every day, and so on. But you know, when you start with a new exercise program, you don't start by exercising in a new way two hours the first time you do it. If you did that, you would give up. So God says, I want you in the Word every day. But start small. It may be just five minutes before you rush off to work or uh, in the evening before you turn out the light, whatever. Start with a small amount of Scripture. Maybe five minutes of reading and a couple minutes of prayer. And as the weeks go by, you will have got into what, You're reading a little bit more, and you're used to that routine, and you'll find yourself reading 10 minutes and not even knowing it and praying for 5 or 10 minutes as well. So start small, but just get in that habit. It's one more way in which we can experience transformation in our spiritual lives. Thirdly today, just ask a question. What is the purpose, then, of growth in Christ? It's not only transformation for us on the inside, but it's also for spiritual reproduction. Our gospel tells us, or calls us, it says, to bear fruit. Jesus reminds us, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We can have branches going up a long ways in our life, as this arch does here, but I'm glad that there are grapes on these vines. It's a reminder of what we're called to be. We're called to be uh, people connected to the vine who are bearing fruit for Christ. We're reproducing what God has given us in the lives of other people. Jesus is the ultimate fruit bearer. Every one of us, every one of the two billion Christians in the world had to hear the good news of the gospel first from someone else. And that person learned about the gospel from somebody else. And they learned from somebody else. And it went all the way back to Jesus 2,000 years ago. And we here in 2014 now are called to continue that process 
of reproduction. How many people will be going to heaven because of you, because of your connection to the vine and your desire to bear fruit? It's a good question to ask, and I ask it of myself too. And it's not because we each have that great power and wisdom, but it's simply because we've allowed the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts and to continue to help us grow. Now, you may not be a red giant redwood tree that are out in California when it comes to your spiritual life and spiritual growth, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can take one step in the right direction and go on to the next and look back and see and say, thank you, God, thank you for leading me in that direction of transformation and spiritual growth. The Bible says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and let Christ make you mature and complete. I see people in their teens and 20s very mature in the Lord already, and I'm so thankful for that. And whether we're young or whether we're old, the Lord is saying, I want you to gain wisdom so that you know what to do when you're out serving me. That's what the church seeks to do, one step at a time in the lives of each of us as members of the community of faith. So let's keep at it tomorrow and on Tuesday and in all the days to come. Amen.